Welcome to another fun filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports So Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter, X and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow Lakina McGill on the Twitter and Lakina's going in the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because you said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch up on the other live shows that we have airing throughout the week, including our replays of our of the day's previous shows. So if you happen to miss it, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W-A-R-R Media, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And while you're at it, please subscribe to War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please find War Media at W-A-R-R Media on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions during our two-hour extravaganza, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show, you can always go to the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something silly or stupid or just flat out dumb, I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to be a lame be a boot. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you that you also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. So celebrate the squad, give it the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and download that Sports on Chicago app. If you don't have a Roku television, we know you have some handheld devices laying around iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook like I'm using right now, your personal PC like Lakina's using right now, just hit up the Google Play Store and download that Roku TV app and access Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. 20, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Live and on demand. Anytime, anywhere. And you know we will provide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. We will provide you, you know, as we as we get ready. Of course, it is Friday. We got football Friday. Of course, we got week three of college football. You know, some not some of the light slate, but some a little bit of trash talking going on here as we get for one uh, particular game. Well, we'll talk about that after the break. And of course, uh, CBS ten Tampa's David Sheely. I think that's how you say his name, Sid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I got it. <laughs> he'll easy sports anchor there uh, in Tampa and CBS 10, and he'll preview, uh, he'll help us preview Bears and Bucks. Now, our girl Christine Manica is not with us this week, but we do have our picks, and, of course, we're doing our, our week two picks. Also, too, we got, uh, we're going to recap the uh, interesting Vikings-Eagles uh, game from uh, last night, and then a whole lot more. But, Sid, we're going to go to Diamond and talk some baseball. Yes, the Chicago Hubs, Cubs, uh, sorry, the Chicago Cubs are hanging on by a string. Uh, pardon my R&B reference from Lucens from 1985. Uh, the Cubs are currently now 78 and 69 
Ryan, to think of the wild card race, they're in second place in the NL wild card position. Of course, they're four and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central as they lose two out of three to the Colorado Rockies. Of course, the Rockies take the series finale on Wednesday. The Cubs are two and five in their last seven games. Five and five in their last 10 games. Lakina, they're going through a tough stretch right now as we now mark the the official middle of September. Uh, the Cubs are going through a tough stretch right now. They lost three or four at home to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who they face again this weekend on the road. And they lost two or three of Colorado. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, are there any problems? Obviously, there are problems. A couple of things that, that, that I observed through that series against Colorado. One, uh, the leadoff man is now Christopher Morrell. Hopefully he can give them a spark. Number two, Jordan Wicks. Uh, he pitched his butt off on Monday to get the only win for the Cubs in that series. But the other starting pitcher, like James Italian and Javier Assad, who's done very well in the absence of Marcus Stroman, it looks like they're starting to uh, come unglued a little bit. And for the Cubs, number three, their bullpen, we talked about this last week, Lakina especially with getting some rest for Albert Azalai, who's their closer. But some of the middle relief guys and your setup guys are starting to break down. So uh, the Cubs got to uh, buckle up and pack it in if they want to make the playoffs, which I still think they're in a perfect position to do. The division, they technically are still in it, but real realistically, I think they're in, sh in the shoe-in for the second wild card spot. Yeah, I think for me, I think, look, this is sort of the ebbs and flows, especially we're going to the tail end of it. Of course, you, know, you you wish they had a better record against the Rockies. Of course, Chris Bryant, I think that was like the first time he's hit a home run against his former team. So I I guess, know he you know, still existed. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? People forget that he actually, yeah, he's over there in Colorado now. But uh, I mean, okay, but look, I think, look, they got the day off yesterday to kind of, you know, short things up. I know Asley is on the uh, aisle right now. You should be getting off the aisle next week. You get uh, mm -hmm. the Diamond Bats. Of course, you can give a little bit of revenge. Two out of three will be good, but I think you know the sweep will be great that way in case you guys do you know the Cubs and the Diamondbacks do get do end up getting tied. You'll have the tiebreaker. You have to be able to just you don't have to worry about having to go on the road for your one of your uh wild card planes. But uh I mean look, it, it's definitely one of those things where you're kind of like, oh gosh, you know why is this happening? You know the season, of mm -hmm. course. You know hopefully they can kind of you know, get together and kind of get things going because they want to. You want to keep your pace, of course. You did. You, you did gain half a game yesterday because I know Arizona had not had a good, didn't have a good week neither than Cincinnati. But you know also too, you know you kind of take care of your own business. The, 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 the division might still be at, might be out of reach, maybe. But all at the same time, though, but I think you still got to shot the perhaps maybe make some inroads. Yeah, and for the Cubs offense, as we said, Lakina, they still have to continue to swing the bats and sw swing the bats even more now since the pitching uh, on all fronts, both starting in the bullpen, has been up and down right now. You mentioned uh, with the injuries that they had to deal with with their closer, uh, Alzali. Zaya Suzuki is continuing to impress Lakina. I know he had a close call on Monday where he got thrown at a home play. I thought he was safe, but yeah. regardless of that, he's been swinging a hot bat. Uh, Nico Horn, I believe, is now has stolen 40 bases on the season. Yep. I know he's been leading off for a while, at least to start the year, but I like him in the number two hole, as, as I mentioned at the top. Christopher Morrell is now leading off for the Cubs over there, provides a spark. Of course, we mentioned some of the role players like Mike Toffman. He's been mm -hmm. doing a great job at center field. Of course, you don't forget about Belly Bomb, Cody, Cody Bellinger. I know he's cooled off a bit, but he's a bit back at bat in that lineup. And so you need all sisters to go for that offense to carry you through. Uh, I expect them to uh, expose that weak uh, Diamondbacks uh, starting staff this weekend. 
Yeah, and I think they really are in a position to do just that. So hopefully, you know, they can kind of, you know, they got, they struggled a little bit. They lost three out of four and at Wrigley. So maybe they can get some revenge, you know, winning in their, uh, in their home. Talk about the, uh, the defense. Mm-hmm. Home, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Cub fans there. So uh, should be a good series, uh, nonetheless, and a fun series, too. As you listen to Zucker's Esports, on Sports, I'm Kyle Lee, McGee, Cindy Brown with you. Uh, Sid the kid Brown with you, I should say. And uh, you're, you want to talk about your White Sox, Sid, real quick? <laughs> they won one game against Kansas City. whoop de doo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they lose a tough one. Uh, uh, well, not a tough one, but the, the Twins hit three home runs in their opener opening series uh, last night. And, uh, and I guess, what's, what's the Twins? I guess their budget for number six were like, like seven or something like that. I believe that. it's seven, yeah. At least they won't be celebrating on the Comiskey Park field, unlike in 2004, but right, I'll leave so- it at that. Right, like so I said, Minnesota true. will get their ass kicked by Baltimore and Tampa in the first round. Well, Carry on. Of, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Baltimore and uh, Tampa, uh, they start their four-gamer. And, uh, of course, it was uh, Tampa Bay that won that opener of that series, uh, four to three. And, uh, unfortunately, Baltimore hasn't really had a good showing the last few – well, last week, I should say, because they lose, lose two out of three against St. Louis at home. Mm-hmm. Then you lose the opener against, you know, now, you know, don't look now, but the Rays are still are kind of like right there. They're only about a game out as we're recording this. So uh, what do you think? How do you think the series is going to shake out? Baltimore needs to win the rest of the, these games to grab control of the AL East. I believe whoever wins this series will win the AL East. Remember, Tampa got off to that hot start, and they started to deal with injuries toward the middle of the season around the all-star break, and then Baltimore caught fire and they've mm-hmm. held on. Of course, now Baltimore is dealing with injuries themselves like their yeah. closer, Felix Bautista. I don't know if he's going to be yep. back for the playoffs or not. There's a couple other playoff contending teams that are dealing with injuries. We'll talk about that in a second. But with Baltimore, like I said, that offense, and we talked about it all year long, Lakina, you have some big boppers with some big names in that lineup. They need to keep it up. But their starting pitches is, is what's going to carry them through second behind that hot offense. And we, so we talked about with Tampa Bay for the last few years, Lakina. Uh, they have some names, but they know how to play fundamentally sound baseball with the starting pitching, with the bullpen, in the, in the defense. And, and we, we have have a formula like that to win. That's going to keep you in ball games. Absolutely. So, and I think, you know, you thought – you know, you thought that maybe the Orioles would have this division locked. Well, that doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be the case anymore. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it should be should be a lot of fun with this series. So I'm going to try to check that series out, the rest of that series. And, uh, well, speaking of, like you said, Sid, I mean, you know, injuries. Max Scherzer, who, of course, you know, was straight to the Rangers, he's going to miss the, the rate of the regular season and maybe even the postseason, you know, to a strain. Therese made uh, – um, Therese Muscle in his pitching arm, and that's not good. He's had had a he's actually has had a good uh, uh, been playing pretty well lately for the Rangers. So they lose uh, their op- well, yeah, they did up sweeping uh, the Blue Jays four straight. Oh, brother, that might be it for uh, Toronto. But what do you think? You know, Scherzer not Scherzer being out. I mean, he was sort of like that that the extra pitcher that they needed. So now he's out. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, he was that veteran that that young Rangers team needed, and. Remember, he got up to a struggling start uh, in his first couple of starts with his new team, but he's finally started to pick it up. But let's be honest here, like, you know, you want to white pitches like that at his age and not signed to long-term deals because the more you pitch as you get older, the more injuries that, that can occur. And you've seen that with Max Scherzer right now. You, you can appreciate him for what he's done throughout his career. He's a workhorse, but, you know, the older you get, Father Time knocks at your door, and that's what's happened to him right now. Dane Dunning, former White Sox prospect, and – Nathan involved and he needs to turn it around. No, he was injured early mm-hmm. in the year. 
those two guys need to lead that Texas starting center. They want to have a chance at the playoffs. They're right there in the wild card. They're definitely right there behind the Houston Astros in the AL West. So, I, but I think that that offense that's, that was that struggled mainly through the month of August. They need to continue to pick it up in, in the month of September, like you mentioned. Like, and they won the series at Toronto, and I know they have a tough one this weekend. And we'll get to that in just a sec, but. Uh, that it looks like the offense is going to have to set the tone if they want to at least clinch a postseason spot. Yeah, where's our buddy Brandon at? I mean, we were talking about <laughs> you know, staying at AL uh, West. He'll talk about his Astros. I mean, what happened? You lose two out of three to Oakland what, at home? What happened? <laughs> like, just this good grief. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they do face they, they face Kansas City, so that should definitely be what just with a doctor order for the, the Astros. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, Seattle, you know, Seattle much better. You, you know, when two winning after losing that uh, that opener against the Angels, they do win two at the next two and win in that series. So <laughs> that should um, you know, good go you know, good you know for them. And uh, and and I think look, you know, yeah, Julio Rodriguez also, uh, Tiascar uh, Hernandez. Um, you know, he went one and four you know versus the Angels in that that, that opening game. That's his uh, current on base streak. You know, to 28 games, so he was actually able to break that streak. So, uh, yeah, on base streak. So, yeah, so it was actually a pretty cool. You know, actually had a good series. You know, Julio Rodriguez had a good series as well. So, that was definitely a series that they definitely needed after not a good week uh, last weekend. You know, being swept by the Rays, four, well, three out of three, usually three out of four to the Rays. But, um, but yeah, this is definitely helpful. And there's still a game to have back in that uh, ALS. Yeah, let's go back to the National League. Looking at the San Diego Padres, of course, they're out of the playoff chase. They lose 203 to the Los Angeles Dodgers. It looks like Walker Buehler. I don't think we talked about this on Monday, but Walker Buehler, who had Tommy John surgery last year, he was supposed to make a comeback this year. The Dodgers say, no, we're going to shut it down. We'll see you next year. We're not going to pitch him out of bullpen come playoff time. And congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the first team to clinch a playoff spot and the first team to clinch a division title. And it's their sixth three NL East division title. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies the other night by the score of four to one. Lakina, real quick, I'll ask you a question. I was watching MLB tonight with Greg Amsinger, Chris Young, and Dan Plesak. And Greg Amsinger posed the questions to the two analysts on the, on the panel. He asked, if the Braves win the World Series this year, they'll be their second title in three years. Will it be the greatest Braves dynasty better than that 90s uh, uh, team? They only won World, one World Series title uh, when, during their 14-year run winning the division, NLE's division. Yeah, this is like, the, well, I think you, you mentioned that, so that's their 23rd uh, divisions, division title since division play began back in 1969. And yeah, I look, I think this will definitely be in the team picture. I mean, like you said, I mean, that that, that Braves team with, you know, Glavin, Glavin and Maddox and Smoltz and the rest mm-hmm. of the, and the rest of that group, you know, they only won one that 14 year span. So, yeah, I think could you say that maybe they'll probably be the best ever. But I think you don't want to do the whole recency bias thing. So I would say, mm-hmm. look, I, I know that uh, they've been hitting that the tail out that ball. I think they're right there. Um, you know, right there in the top of all the major categories. I mean, Austin Riley had a great series during that, you know, I think he had his 35th home run during that series against the Phillies. And of course we know what Ronnie Acuna, you know, he's being, you know, probably being probably one of the favorites for, you know, NL, uh, you know, MVP, maybe even mm-hmm. his, you know, Max Strider as well, you know, his teammates. So, uh, I mean, look, could they, look, this is going to be very tough, but yeah, I don't want to say it's the Braves and everybody else, but they're definitely going to, they're definitely the favorite. And, you know, I think they're only like a couple games away for uh, clinching the, you know, all of baseball. I think they're like five and a half up on 
uh, the Dodgers. They lose the Dodgers lost their opener. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers lost uh, that that uh, runner uh, that that rigorous series against the Padres. So, uh, I mean, it, it's tough. Like I said, we gotta see how they do because remember that was the one thing that 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 those nice Braves didn't do was they didn't do it in the playoffs a lot. They only won mm-hmm. one World Series. So let's see if they if this group can win it. As you mentioned, don't forget those Braves teams in the '90s and early 2000s. They were built on pitching and defense. And these and the, the version of these Braves are built on offense with some good starting pitching. You mentioned with Max Fried and Spencer Strider. Uh, like, like I said, he's a National League version of Dillis. He's not just with the looks, but with the stuff, better stuff than Dillis. So, fortunately, this year. But will it be the greatest dynasty better than that 90s team? Uh, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But you can make the case. You really can make the case. I think overall, Lakina. You could say right now whether the Braves win win the World Series this year or not. You could say this talented group of Braves players are better than the, those '90s teams because, like I said, those '90s teams were built on on starting pitching. Yes, you had David Justice. Yes, you had now Hall of Famer Fred McGriff as part of those lineups back then. But these Braves right now, that is an overall better talent of of, of players, especially uh, with that lineup that can hit the cover off the ball. Well, yeah, and also, too, let's see if they can sustain it. You know, one of the reasons, the probably one of the other good points about those 90s and early 2000s races, they were sustaining for most of that time. We don't mm-hmm. know about this race yet. I mean, they are built to, to last, but, you know, but we know how fickle baseball is. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what we'll see if they can, you know, keep it going. But uh, going into this weekend series, and we're up against it. Um, that is the Yankees. Okay, yeah, double check. Yes, that is the Yankees. <laughs> oh, wait, that is that the Yankees or is that, is that Pittsburgh? Yeah, because they make that thing sound so small. Yeah, that is the Yankees. <laughs> they're still, <laughs> still still within the it's actually still within the hunt for uh the wild card. As you'll go figure. Uh, they play Pittsburgh right. <laughs> and start their series. Atlanta, Miami. We'll see if that. We'll see if they start resting guys once they uh clinch. You know the the best record in baseball, mm-hmm. Miami. They really need to, you know, this is a bigger series for them. You know, they're hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay and Baltimore, they can hear this series. That's you know, the second game of the series will be on Apple TV Plus at 6.05. Uh, Boston and Toronto, uh, I guess you can say bye-bye for both those. Both, both yeah, Toronto this is an elimination series. series for both teams. Right. Uh, well, they, they, look, they fired, they, look, they fired their uh, VP of baseball, talk about the Red Sox did. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess they're <laughs> going ahead there. Reds and Mets, you know, Reds didn't have a good week this week, so we'll see if they can, you know, rebound. But I'm sure the Mets will have to play spoiler. Um, mm-hmm. Texas and the Guardians, you know, they both both are hanging on by a thread. Minnesota continues their series against Chicago. And Houston and Kansas City, you know, they start their series too. Uh, Houston try to get that uh, the last series out of their mouth. <laughs> Let's taste that yeah. last series. The rest of the schedule looks like this. The Washington Nationals will visit the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in Milwaukee at Miller oh, Park. Yes. I'm not calling it that corporate name. <laughs> Philadelphia will face the St. Louis Cardinals. So, of course, that's the other game that's on Apple TV Plus tonight. Of course, San Francisco at Colorado, big series for the Giants. The Tigers and the Angels, boo. Of course, the Cubs in the, in the Arizona Diamondbacks. San Diego at Oakland. Of course, the LA Dodgers at the Seattle Manors. That's a big weekend series. Uh, for both those teams. And, of course, uh, the Sunday night baseball game of the week on ESPN will look like this. The Your Chicago Cubs will visit the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's Sunday night at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. And it'll be uh, Jordan Wicks against Ryan Nelson. So, uh, you know, uh, Wicks will get his uh, first taste of, you know, pitching on national tele- Well, actually, it's actually the second time, but uh, he did pretty mm-hmm. well during his first uh, first. And so uh, let's see if he can you know, keep that up. And that's your schedule for this uh, weekend in MLB. 
Hashtag Football Friday will kick off following these messages. We'll get into week three of college football. Lakina, this season's flying by so fast. We'll preview Colorado, Colorado State, Penn State, and Illinois from Champaign. Northwestern, can they win two in a row? Exactly. And we'll preview some of the key matchups from the world of the college Pinskin. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the love of color right here on SportsZone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
brother. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Channel. Look, so Chicago. I'm the Kenny McGee. Follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG. Unmute, Sid. You're muted. You're muted, Sid. There you go. Yeah, I'm hearing sound in my ear. I apologize, but. You can follow me on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. And if you want to make a comment to our show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. All right, Sid. Uh, let's go to week three. We're already at week three in the end of college football season. Uh, just a couple of quick scores from last night. Uh, Miami, no trouble with Bethune Cookman, 48 to 7. And uh, Memphis, this is actually a good game here. Memphis and Navy. Uh, Memphis holds off Navy, 28 24. A couple of games you know, coming up you know, tonight. You got Virginia and Maryland. Old you know, ACC foes facing each other. That's good. That's at six o'clock on FS1. Uh, Army will face uh, the Roadrunners, BP from UT San Antonio on ESPN, and Utah State and Air Force, an early uh, Mountain West uh, matchup on CBS Sports Network at 7. All right, here's the schedule for tomorrow, Saturday, at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time on ABC. We'll have number three, Florida State. The Seminoles will travel to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts to take on one on one Boston College. I know weather could be a factor, Lakina. I know mm -hmm. that uh, according to the sheet, S H E E T, it's supposed to be 68 degrees and sunny, but you know, they're going to have that potential tropical storm up the East Coast and it's going to affect the Boston area. So you uh, watch out for that. So so hopefully those teams, those two teams can get the game in and get up out of there safely. Also at 11 o'clock on Fox is big news Saturday as number seven, the Pitt and State Nittany Lions will travel to Champaign, Illinois to take on the one-to-one final line at Lakina. I know Penn State is favored by two touchdowns. Illinois needs to show up and show up big. I don't know if they're going to do that. We saw Penn State. I know they're 2-0 so far. This is going to be tough at Illinois. I, I, I kind of want to cover my eyes and because I think I know what's coming. But do you think they really have a, have a chance to surprise some people, including yours truly? I mean, they could, but I'm sure Penn State would love to have that revenge from last year. So when they uh, lost to over, to, uh, to uh, Illinois in about, what, what was it, seven or eight overtime? I was going to say nine overtimes. Nine <laughs> overtimes, yeah. So I think, they think they're going to want their revenge on that game. So, uh, yeah, I mean – if if the, if the score gets ugly early on, I mean, don't be shocked for all you Illinois fans. Mm -hmm. It's just a to say it, but uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm sure they can keep it close. I know that stadium down there, Memorial Stadium, down state of Champaign, will be rocking. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna go go down there very quick now. Potential upset alert here on ESPN. At the same time, we got LSU and Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State is two and zero, oh, and They've had a pretty soft – I know that they haven't you know, played the best opponent so far, but Mississippi State, I mean, look, that, look you're going to have the cowbells, you're going to have all that stuff you know, happening. So uh, I know Brian Kelly, this guy, should be on upset alerts. Yeah, for Mississippi State, watch out for running back Jaquavius Marks. He has three touchdowns so far this season off of, off of 43 carries to 250 yards. But LSU's uh, big-time wide receiver, Brian Thomas, has 13 catches for 220 yards and three touchdowns. So if you LSU, you – you would think you would attack the air early. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be interesting. And this, this could be a, a slug vest here down in Starfield. So we'll see what happens there now. At the same time on the SEC Network, of course, you got two old Big 12 foes, pick Big Ace, 
big 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 eight slash big 12 folks uh you got the Kansas State, uh, the yeah, Kansas State Wildcats against our, you know, the Fighting Mike Burma, as we call them here. Uh, that's the Mizzou Tigers. And Josh Fryman, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, well, Josh Fryman as well. Uh, yeah, so this should be a fun one uh, down there in Columbia. And uh, it should be interesting. I know uh, Kansas State, I know so far, they're kind of been, they're quietly at 2 0, but so is Mizzou. So it should be, a, this should be an interesting matchup. Yeah, watch out for Luther Burton, uh, the third, the wide receiver for the Tigers. He has 15 catches for 213 yards and a touchdown, so he could be a big factor. But check out that running back, Cody Schrader. He has a he has a one touchdown so far through two games this year, but he has 222 yards off of 41 carries. Yeah, should be a fun uh, matchup here. Uh, Louisville and Indiana. No, there's not. There's no college basketball. He has not started yet, folks. It's a, a <laughs> football game they'll be airing on the Bay Ten Network. Should be a fun one there. Uh, Wisconsin hoping to get that loss against Wazoo out of their mouth. Uh, they host uh, Georgia Southern. That's another uh, game. That's a regional coverage on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Iowa State, same thing. Hoping to get that last, you know, loss from last week against Iowa out of their mouth. They got to go at. Ohio, uh, it's 11, 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Uh, Weber State, Utah have one on the Pac-12 network. Let's see, let's get to some of these. Oh, and uh, Peacock, this game's on Peacock at 1.30. Got Notre Dame hosting Central Michigan. Yes, that should be a fun one from <clears throat> South Bend, Indiana. The Fighting Irish are 34-and-a-half-point favorites. Now to the late afternoon game. So on CBS at 2.30 p.m. Chicago time, we have 1-1 South Carolina. The Gamecocks will travel to Athens, Georgia, to take on the number one team in the land, the defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia checks in at 2-0 on the season. Georgia is 27-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't think this should be, be no upsell or right. No, I mean, I think, look, you know, South Carolina has struggled this year. Of course, we saw what happened in that game against opener against North Carolina. They're mm -hmm. one and one. I know, but think Georgia. Georgia's been buzz song everybody. So I don't think they should have any problems talking about Georgia. So it should be this this game. This game could end early. So we'll see what happens uh, there. At uh, the same time on ABC, you got Alabama, number 10, Alabama. Uh, they're not going to be in a very good mood as they go to South Florida to face the Bulls. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what's what's the line there, Sid? Because I don't know. You, Alabama's favored by thirty three points. I'll definitely take the points with Alabama. <laughs> Maybe take the points there, but yeah. So uh, interesting uh, here. Um, again, also on FS one at the same time, you got San Diego State and uh, Oregon State. That should be a fun one. A little bit of a barn burner there uh, in Corvallis at two thirty. Oklahoma and Tulsa also at two thirty on ESPN two and. You know, maybe uh, you don't look. You don't. You, you're going in state, and you're going. You know, you're traveling in state. I mean, Tulsa. Tulsa has a decent squad. You know, this could be a really big test. I mean, they're one and one. Talk about Tulsa's, but Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like they're sort of on a mission. Like everyone's kind of settling in on both sides of the ball, so they they really shouldn't have any trouble with uh, Tulsa. But you never know. But I'm sure Brett Venables will have his make sure his guys doesn't you know look too far ahead to Big Twelve play. Yeah, the Sooners quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, has six touchdowns, six touchdown passes so far this year of 484 yards. But for Tulsa, uh, watch out for their two stars, running back Jordan Ford and wide receiver Marquis Shoulders. 
Should be a fun matchup. There you got Minnesota and North Carolina at at two thirty on ESPN. That should be a interesting. Uh, yeah, Drake. Up there. Hopefully, this will be a bust out performance for him so far this year. He has two touchdowns and two interceptions off of four hundred seventy seven yards passing. So, Minnesota. I know they've been hanging in there with PJ Fleck, my guy in the Big Ten, but I think they're gonna get some humble pie in Chapel Hill tomorrow. Should be. Yeah, there might be an intriguing matchup here. Um, Northwestern and Duke for their annual uh, battle of the smart uh, schools. Uh, what's the, I know I know Duke's probably favorite. That, that gave me an 18, eighteen and a half point 18, favorites. Um, okay, so interesting. You might you might have to you might take the over there. Uh, Western Michigan and Iowa that should be interesting. That's on Big Ten Network. Also on Big Ten Network, you got a uh, Vod Tech and a uh, Rutgers. Yep, a <laughs> bar burner in that one. <laughs> Also, too, going down the schedule here, if I ever get my screen straight, at 3 o'clock on Fox, we'll have number six, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, playing in the horseshoe. They'll host the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. They check in at 2-0. I'm looking for a big day for my guy, Marvin Harrison, Jr. He's been uh, – he struggled to start to start the year, but he had a big game last week. So far this year, he has two touchdown catches off of nine receptions. I'm looking for a big game for Mr. Marvin Harrison, Jr., he should be the draft pick for the Chicago Bears coming up in the 2024 draft, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, should they shouldn't have any trouble with uh with Western Kentucky. Uh on streaming, this game's only been streaming on a peak on around four o'clock. You got uh watch number eight Washington at Michigan State. And with all the stuff going on with Mel Tucker and all that, we won't really get into it. But mm-hmm. you know, Washington going across country, you know, that 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 could be. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a track game for the Huskies, but I know Michigan State is not the same Michigan State we saw a couple of years ago, but you know, I still I think look, Michael Penix, you know, has eight touchdowns already and only one interception. Um, I'm 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 thinking that maybe you know they'll, they'll keep it close, but at, but with all the stuff going on off the field with the Spart with Spartan, they might be a little distracted. Yeah, Washington is a 16 and a half point favorite. The over under total is 56. You mentioned with all the off field stuff uh, that Michigan State has been dealing with over the last week or so. I, for their psyche, I think it's going to be a good thing for them to get it out of their system to go play. But I think too much talent over there on the, on the flip side for the Huskies. And like you mentioned, they're ranked number eight in the nation. So I'm, I'm giving it to Washington on this one. I wouldn't be surprised they went over the, the spread total, but I'm going with Washington. All right. Uh, Northern Colorado and Washington State. That's a pato, at 4 o'clock on Pato. Never at the same time. Of course, you got North Carolina Central and number 24, UCLA. Or, well, defining Randy. <laughs> That's going to be on Pato Network. Georgia State and Charlotte on ESPN. Plus. Um, good one here as we go into the night games. You got number 11, Tennessee against Florida, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Now, if this was the Florida Tennessee games from the early 2000s or even earlier than that, I could probably say maybe Florida might have shot here, but I mean, I just don't. The Florida to me, Graham Mertz, I mean, no, no, no shade, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee. Look, I, I know that. Um, I know people want to see this going to be his first, you know, for Joe Milton the uh, the third. This could be his first big road test, so I'm sure mm-hmm. that look the crowd in Gainesville is going to be rocking. But uh, I just don't think Florida's going to keep Florida. I don't think Florida has. You, you never know, but. I think Tennessee will take control, have control of this game. Yeah, look for a big game from Tennessee's running back, Jalen Wright. He has 25 carries for 233 yards so far this year. 
He has not sniffed the end zone, but I think he's going to sniff the end zone at least once, maybe twice. So look for Tennessee to establish the run early. Like you mentioned, on the flip side for Florida State, Mertz has not had a good year so far. I know he has two touchdowns in the pick, but uh, he's going to. They're going to. The, the Florida Gators are going to have to have a big game for him if they want to pull off the upset at home. Should be interesting uh, there. Some of the other games, of course, you got Vanderbilt and UNLV, Miami of Ohio and Cincy, uh, South Alabama against Oklahoma State as we're going into the night games. Yeah, on yeah. FS1 tomorrow at 6 o'clock, Northern Illinois will travel to Nebraska to take on the 0-2 Huskies. Northern Illinois is 1-1, Nebraska is 0-2. Nebraska is favored by 11. Yeah, might take the under on that because you never know. I mean, we, we we won't know for sure about this, you know, about that Sims. I don't know if Sims is the answer or QB, mm-hmm. but I know Northern Illinois, I'm sure they'll want to get that taste, bad taste against uh, losing the Southern out, out of their mouth. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be an intriguing game. And if they don't, if the, if the Huskers don't win this game, I mean, I think, you know, folks in o- Omaha are going to lose their minds. Uh, you know, VTN Network, this game here, Michigan again without Coach Harbaugh. They host Bowling Green. Shouldn't really have no trouble with them. That would be How convenient. <laughs> right. I mean, look, you know, they, they shouldn't really have. I think it's going to be the last game he's going to meet, going to miss. So, you know, they really shouldn't have any trouble with uh, with Bowling Green, the, the Falcons of Bowling Green. Uh, Georgia Tech against Ole Miss. That's at 630 on uh, SC Network. Should be an intriguing matchup here in, on ESPN2. You got, at the same time, you got BYU at Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas has been one of those teams that's been surprising in the SEC over the last two or three years. But uh, BYU, the the Cougars from the West Coast, they're also two and zero. Their their quarterback, Mister Slovis, Mister mm-hmm. uh, Caden Slovis, yeah. I should say, <laughs> he has uh, four touchdowns and an interception so far through two games. Uh, they, you know, they like to air it out and mm-hmm. look for his tar- target, Mr. Isaac Rex. He has six catches for 127 yards and a touchdown reception already. So they see if Arkansas can slow down the air attack from BYU. Should be a, this. This could be one of those, like, you know, whoever has the ball ball last, you know, that that might be the thing that will I think Vegas game. will agree with you. The over and under total is 47 and a half. Ah, nice. So, uh, yeah, so I would take that there. Uh, Syracuse and, and uh, Purdue, that'll be the NBC primetime game of the week at 630. I got I got to find a little ditty there for that little bit because, you know, we already got the big news Saturday on Fox. Uh, the backyard brawl, love when these two teams, I'm, I'm glad they're playing more and more now. Pittsburgh and West Virginia, that's going to be at 630 on ABC. That should be a lot of fun. Yep. Also, too, at seven o'clock, we'll have Wyoming and Tech, uh, Texas on the Longhorn Network, uh, i.e., ESPN Plus. And Texas is ranked number four in the country. Of course, they're coming off that big win at Alabama last Saturday night. Lakina, do you think it's going to be a letdown here? It, well, Wyoming's actually pretty solid, so you hope it does. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Sark will have his guys ready and not, you know, you know, not be, you know, have that letdown because usually what happens when Texas gets a big one. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully they won't be the case here, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Oregon hosts Hawaii. That's at seven o'clock on the Pac-12 network. You got New Mexico, New Mexico State. That's not going to be that game's not streaming anywhere. Uh, Clemson hoping to kind of try to get things going as they host Florida Atlantic. That's going to be on, on ACC network. And you got TCU and Houston. Should be a fun one here from uh, two old Southwest Conference foes. Yes, uh, TCU and Houston both coming in at one and one on the year. Their quarterback, I'm talking about TCU, Chandler Morris. He's going to have to have a big game so far. He has four touchdowns and two interceptions. Remember, he didn't play well uh, two weeks ago in the upset loss against the Colorado Buffaloes, of course. Eric Bailey from Imani Bailey, I should say, from TCU. Imani. He has 230. 
three yards rushing all so far this year. So uh, is like you said, I think this will come down to who's going to have the ball last uh, again. TCU is favored by seven and a half. The over under total is sixty four. I take the points. I know Houston's been struggling the last couple of years, but it's still a solid Houston program. So uh, I would take the under just, you know, just because, you know, for points purposes, but uh should be a fun mm-hmm. one though on there on Fox. Uh, I want to uh, go back to that previous game, the Florida Atlantic versus mm-hmm. Clemson. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for uh, Mr. Cade Klubner to have a big game because uh, him and the rest of the team disappeared a couple of weeks ago in their loss at Duke. And I know he had a, I'm talking about Mr. Clipper had a decent game last week, but I want to see him do more of it. People are hyping his name up to be to be a top 10, top top five candidate for the Heisman Trophy. He's, he needs to have a big game tomorrow night at home. Yeah, I think that should be interesting. And it could be a lookout game for Clemson. So we'll see what happens there. Now, Colorado State and Colorado, that's going to be a, that's a nice- <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm imploring to, to watch another game besides this one since this doesn't come on until 9, so uh, I'm imploring to watch some one of the other games. But uh, Jay Norville, uh, the coach for the Rams from Colorado State from the Mountain West, uh, apparently he said that, uh, what, like some, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said, I guess, what, I, I take off my hat and glasses when I'm doing interviews. <laughs> what, 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 why would you say that? Like, especially if you say that out loud. Like, what, what, what do you want to? Sure, sure. Let, let's give the Buff Seal and, and Coach Prime more Baltimore material. Go ahead. Whatever. Jeez. <laughs> I saw Deion Sanders making the rounds today on the Pat McAfee show. He was on a couple other shows earlier today because, you know, ESPN College Game Day is there along with Fox Noon Kickoff. They're there as well this weekend to celebrate Colorado's 2-0 start. The number 18-ranked Colorado Buffaloes in the country. Like you say, Lakina. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Why would you give Coach Sanders and his young men and the rest of that Colorado coaches that extra bulletin board material? I know they're they're playing nice in front of the media, but you know those young men are seething behind the scenes. And everybody's behind them now in Colorado. They haven't seen this type of winning football in a long time. They're tuning on many people. They expect the Buffaloes to jump off to this big start. Let's be honest, many people expected them to be one and one. But since they're 2-0, they already surpassed some people's expectations. Colorado's favored by 24 points at home. I think they're going to stop on Colorado State tomorrow. I, I just cannot race. Shadur Sanders, as Gus Johnson said a couple weeks ago, Deion's kid can play. Look for a big game from Dylan Edwards, um, Colorado star running back. He has one rushing touchdown this year, but he only has three receiving touchdowns, so he's going to be a threat coming out of the backfield. But also look – for Xavier Rewer to have a big game as well. He scored uh, uh, their stud wide receiver. He scored a touchdown last week against Nebraska. I expect it to continue his hot performance uh, tomorrow night against Colorado State. And Travis Hunter, I mean, I, I don't think you should be. they should be uh, playing him on both sides too much because you don't want to mm-hmm. wear him out, especially with conference play starting next week. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, the rest of the schedule, we got Fresno State and Arizona State. On, that's the late game on FS1 at 930. Kansas and Nevada, that should be an interesting uh, one uh, on uh, the CBS Sports Network also at 9.30. I think, like I said, Lance Leopold has done a great job with that program. They're not a basketball school anymore, but they, they're mm-hmm. not – Nevada is, I know they're Owen too. I know Nevada is, but uh, you know, you never know. I mean, you go to you go, you know, you go to Nevada, you know, that place is probably gonna be rocking down there in Reno, and uh, it should be a you know, hopefully, I'm sure they shouldn't have any trouble talking about the Jayhawks, but it, you know, I'm hope I'm sure they won't get caught looking ahead. I, I, I don't think, 
And at 10 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow night, I know Lakeon's going to watch at least a little bit of this. UTEP at 1 and 2 will travel to Arizona Stadium in Tucson to take on the Arizona Wildcats. They check in at 1 and 1 on the season. Arizona's favored by 17 and a half points. Yeah, well, I'd say it might be an early night for me, especially if some of these games are going to be blowouts. So it might be an early night uh, <laughs> for, for me. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, and that is your schedule for this week in uh, college football. And, uh, yeah, anything else before we uh, before we take a break, Sid? Like I said, my top three Heisman candidates right now that I'm looking for for, for big performances tomorrow, quarterback Derek May from from North Carolina, Shadur Sanders from Colorado, and of course Caleb Williams from USC. Those are my top three candidates for the Heisman Trophy right now. Well, like I said, I think I think it's Caleb, Caleb Williams is uh, I think Heisman to lose, and so then you know, someone knocks him off or whatever. If so, mm-hmm. look, if Shadur Sanders has a great you know game against him next week, won a couple weeks, I should say. I mean, he might put himself in the Heisman discussion, but I think it's still too early. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, still, a lot, a lot of game, a lot of football left to be played. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun. That Second City Sports hashtag Football Friday continues with Mr. David Sheely from CBS 10 in Tampa Bay to preview Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the Week Two matchup ahead for this upcoming Sunday. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
welcome back to Second City Sports. I'm Sports of Chicago. Welcome to Hour 2. Always looking to our Football Friday. I'm Akina McGee. You can follow me at Kingdom McGee on the Twitter. X and Akina's room in the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter. X in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. We have less than an hour left for the next start again, so we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, especially for our next guest, as we preview the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ahead of the Week 2 matchup in the National Football League, you can hit us up in the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comments section. The best ones and the creative ones, Lakina will put them up on the screen for you. All right, Sid. So uh, one of the things that we are, you know, we've been doing it. We've been doing it for the last uh, few months, especially this year. You know, this one of our resolutions was to you know bring more and more people, more new people on, and we're gonna do just that. We're gonna do it once again a day. Of course, we're gonna try to get somebody on to preview whatever the Bears, whoever the Bears are playing that week, where they're gonna be playing the Bucks this Sunday. So and to help us preview that, he is from CBS Ten down there in Tampa. He's the one, the only, Mr. David Sheely. Hi, Dave. How are you? Yeah, we do great. How about yourself? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome, awesome. I'm doing well. I'm I'm dressed for work. We've got a big uh preview show that we do every Sunday and we record it on Friday nights. So I'm I'm getting ready to go in and, and talk about some talk, bucks and bears, basically. Oh, okay, okay, because I thought we didn't have to dress up for us. I mean look, look how, how casual <laughs> we are. So I know we have a reason for it. But uh okay, so uh David, uh well let's start with what we'll talk about the, your bucks. I mean, were, was anybody shocked about what happened last week against the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pick Tampa Bay to win, and it wasn't because I didn't think Tampa Bay was good enough to win the game. It was mostly because I thought the Vikings were, look, playoff team a year ago. They had so much continuity on the offense and defensive side of the ball. They had a new defensive coordinator in Brian Flores, who I think deserves to be a head coach in this league. Uh, and also, in home openers, the Vikings were just so dominant. They were 6-1 and one at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, in, in the first game of each regular season at home. So I just thought all the factors pointed to Minnesota. But honestly, the Bucks took that game away from them, literally took it away. And it was, it was an impressive win. I think it sent a statement, uh, uh, at least around the NFC, that we're not going to lay down for anybody. Talk to us about Baker Mayfield's performance last week, David. I know he only threw for 169 yards, but he threw two big touchdown passes. He was only sacked once, but uh, that game was televised here in Chicago, and I saw some of that, especially early. And I said, oh, no, Baker Mayfield might not last through this game, but he, he got it together, especially in that second half, made some key passes, and the Bucs were, were able to come out with a win. I know Kyle Trask was wait, is waiting in the wings to take his spot, but give us your assessment about May, Mr. Mayfield's performance last week. Yeah, I thought Mayfield started slow. I mean, he he admits that. He says, yeah, he started slow. He was three for his first 11 passes. Uh, so it wasn't a very good start. But then he finished 18 of his last 23 with those two touchdown passes that you mentioned. He also put the he put the team on his back with, with his legs, basically. Uh, converted a fourth and one on a QB sneak. And then he, there was a big third down, uh, final drive of the game. He's driving uh, third and long, goes to the right side, gets the first down. And by doing that, they were able to grind the clock and essentially put the game away. So he really played well. Like he, he, you could see that throughout the game, he was getting more comfortable. He was starting to command the offense better. The Bucks held the ball for more than 20 minutes in the second half. So that, that points to Baker Mayfield 
being the starter, the starter and the leader that this team needs right now. And hopefully, uh, for his sake, he doesn't screw up too bad that they say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to put Kyle Trask in the game. Yeah, let's talk about Mike Evans for a second, David, because I, I, I kind of feel like he has a lot to prove, especially since they didn't, you know, he had the little deadline about the contract extension and, you know, maybe even a trade. So he actually had that go-ahead touchdown catch that ended up, you know, kind of putting the game away for the Bucks. So do you think he kind of has a chip on his shoulder feeling like, okay, I got a lot to prove and, you know, like, you know, get that big contract? Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans has already done enough to earn the bag he's been in the league nine seasons he's had a thousand yards every single season mind you he only played with tom brady for three of those seasons so it's not like he needed the quarterback to make him that good mike evans was always just that good um i I think the thing for mike is he wants to be a buck for life the bucks just aren't swimming in cash the bucks don't have enough money the bucks don't have uh, the ability to bring him back for uh definitely value, but it'd be more sentimental, right? He's 30 years old. So now he's in that 30 plus range at wide receiver, which, you know, that's usually about the time where you fall off the cliff. Well, they have some needs on the defensive side of the ball. You got to bring Devin White back at middle linebacker. You have to have him there. You have to bring back Antoine Winfield Jr., your free safety. You've got to bring those two pieces back. They are the cornerstones of that defense. So they are, they're paying the bills is what they call it. They bought out. They sold out to go get Brady and go get all the other veterans, go get Gronk and go get Antonio Brown and and go win a Super Bowl. And by God, they did it, right? But now the bill has arrived. Hey, you won a Super Bowl. Congratulations. Here's the bill. And now they have to pay it. And it's going to cost them a guy like Mike Evans in the end. Uh, David, you talked about some of those big names you mentioned on on that Buccaneers Divas. Of course, some of them, some of those names are still left over from the Tom Brady era and from that Super Bowl title they won a couple of years ago. Now they did hold Minnesota to 17 points last week. Of course, facing the Bears, we'll get into the Bears side of it in just a minute. But even though it's just been one game so far, post the Tom Brady era, how good do you think this Bucks defense can be? Yeah, the core of that defense is still here. Um, when you look at when you look at the Super Bowl season, you look at Levante David, you have Devin White, you have Antoine Winfield Jr. They've had to change strong safety a few times between Whitehead. They've had Jordan Whitehead. They've had Keanu Neal. You know, they've they've continued to find different safeties. Logan Ryan. Um, so they they're they're on Ryan Neal now. Uh, but they they've they've had changeover at that position. Uh, but you have Carlton Davis, your number one cornerback, who is likely going to be out on Sunday. So that might be a good thing for DJ Moore. Uh, so you have Carlton Davis and you have Jamel Dean. So you have a defensive core that is still there. And so is Vita Vea at defensive lineman. So you have this core and that core is intact. They're playing under Todd Bowles system and Todd, and they're comfortable with that. They're all comfortable playing because they, even though Todd Bowles went from DC to head coach, it's still his defense. It hasn't changed anything. So they, that side of the ball, in my opinion, was going to have to carry the weight for the Bucks early as the offense caught up to speed and tried to gel. And we basically saw them do that. They had three turnovers in the first half against Minnesota. So while the offense was trying to figure things out, they were taking the ball away from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense, and then they were able to go into the half tied 10-10, which basically reset the game. When you're tied at half, basically think of it, look, we it's a two-quarter game now. It's 0-0. Whoever scores the most in these two quarters is going to win, and that happened to be the Buccaneers. 
we know Todd Bowles is a very is a very defensive minded guy. So how how much do you think he's gonna he's gonna kind of try to blitz, try to get to Justin Fields on on Sunday with with David and Vita? Vita is one of my favorite is one of my favorites. So uh, I'm sure he's gonna be you know Justin Fields gonna be seeing a lot of it. So how much do you think they're gonna be blitzing hard you know to for Fields uh, on Sunday? Yeah. So if you go back to that matchup between the Bears and the Bucks back in 2021. Uh, I think that was Justin Fields, maybe his fifth start in the NFL, and it was in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles sent a ton of blitzes at him, a ton. He wanted to, he wanted to freak out the young rookie, and of course, Justin Fields is no longer a rookie. But that tape is, you know, that that tape is that tape. It's like, look, we can send pressure, and it it basically forced it forced Justin Fields into a mistake. He was sacked. Uh, and fumbled twice. He was picked off three times. So it wasn't a good day for Justin Fields. It just wasn't. So I think that is something that Todd Bowles can remember and think back and say, okay, that worked. Let's add some wrinkles to that based on the pieces we have on defense now and see how we can affect him again. Because Todd Bowles admits, look, there's no necessarily stopping Justin Fields. You just have to hope Mm -hmm. to contain him. Don't let him break out of the pocket too much don't let him scramble in the open field too much he's gonna get it he's gonna get his just have to can just uh, uh limit how much he gets we're hanging out with david shield from cbs 10 in tampa bay previewing bears and bucks right here on sports on chicago second city sports on our hashtag football friday show sid lakina hanging out here with you dave let's uh, go back to that tampa bay office of course rashad white had 17 carries for 39 yards last week of course chase edmonds the former arizona cardinal he had a couple of carries in there as well how much do you think that tampa bay will run the run the football against this bears defense because watching that game last week <laughs> david with the bears and the packers uh aaron jones before he ran out with a hamstring ran all over that bears defense i know the bears linebacking core improved i know yannick and godway is is there for us on the defensive end but green bay still did what they had to do running all over the bears defense will it be rashard white's uh, rashard white's show or will it be a, a running back by committee of for tampa bay on sunday Rashad White is the the first running back on this okay. depth chart, and he he's earned that. Uh, I I think the the attack from offensive coordinator uh, coordinator Dave Canales is balanced. It's a balanced mm-hmm. attack, so that simply means that they're going to marry the run with the pass. And so it's not so much we're just going to run the ball the whole time. It's not the Tennessee Titans where just give it to Derrick Henry and see what happens. <laughs> it's more of like let's let's have a rhythm to what we do. We're going to set the defense up. We're going to start running the ball. And if we can establish that running game, then when we line up in a run formation, we'll break off of that and hit them with the pass, hit them with a play-action pass. They want things to look one way and then deceive you and give you the opposite. So you want plays like, oh, this looks like a pass. Oh, it's a run. Okay, this looks like a run. Oh, it's a pass. And that keeps the defense on their their heels because now they're like, I don't know what's happening. We don't know what's coming. That's the goal every single time. And so if the running game is going well, which some people will say it didn't go well in Minnesota. I was one of those people. But Dave Canales told us just yesterday, he was saying, oh, well, we ran for at least four yards on 50% of our runs. So that means we had a pretty good day. Okay, that's fine. Uh, But Rashad White has only had one 100-yard rushing game in his career. And so now I I think the – the Bucks are looking for him to take that next step, be that type of running back, be the running back that can get a hundred yards 
you know, at the snap of a finger. That'd be ideal. And then you marry that with the fact that you can drop back and pass to Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, and you've got an offense that's going to be pretty hard to stop. Shaq Barrett, uh, of course, you know, sadly, with the tragedy what happened with his daughter in the offseason, and he actually, he actually played pretty well in that game against Minnesota. I mean, you, you don't go, you know, you can't, there's really no way to kind of, you know, go on after something like that but you kind of feel like he still feels a little bit the football is kind of like a sanctuary how how is that looking for him yeah um yeah that was that was super super tough um i i just applaud the barrett family for their strength and their resiliency um barrett admitted during training camp that some days are harder than others he wakes up and he's just really distraught um you know from from losing his daughter she was two years old Right. She's only only two. And so it was really tough. And um, he he also said that football has been a safe haven for him. Football has kept him busy, um, but also uh, it's motivation for him to play well for her. Um, and he also just kind of he was like, man, this was going to be the first season that she was going to be able to come and actually remember, you know, and actually see me play and say, oh, that's daddy. You know, and, and so there, there's that. But he has a, a tattoo of her on, uh, now on his arm. So um, he's, he's playing for her this season. And you know what? I'm rooting for him. I, I, don't, I don't know how anybody could not be rooting for Shaq Barrett this season. Going back to Tampa Bay's offense, David, of course, you brought up you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans earlier. You mentioned the running game. Who else on that offense should Bears fans should be watching for this Sunday from, Tem- from the Tampa Bay offensive perspective? So we talked a little bit about Rashad White, but the the number two running back, Sean Tucker, should be a name that Bears fans should just kind of have. Just put a pin in that. I'm not saying he's going to go crazy or anything like that. Three touchdowns, 200 yards. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is he's going to get his carries. Undrafted rookie out of Syracuse. uh, He's been the guy that's been getting the carries in relief of Rashad White. So when Rashad White's not on the field and you see a big number 44 and you see his He's got those big Dwight Howard shoulders. That's Sean Tucker. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a powerful, powerful runner. He's got speed. And he's he, I mean, he just understands the game already. I think once the game slows down for him, he's going to be a true force in that backfield. That's a name I think Bucks uh, or Bears fans should just kind of have back there. So when they see him get the ball, they're not like, who in the heck was that? Just His name is Sean Tucker. Went to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. He was great there. <laughs> Would have been drafted if not for an undiagnosed heart issue that kept yeah. him from doing uh, the combine drills. So because he didn't participate in the combine because of the heart issue, teams weren't like, ah, I don't think we're going to draft this guy. But the Bucks said, you know what, we're going to give him a shot. He's healthy. He's good to go. And he's playing well. What are the realistic ex? What are the realistic expectations for the Bucks this year? I mean, are they you know, perhaps maybe contend for the NFC South, or one of the wild card spots? You know, what what what's your assessment on this? I I have the Bucks winning six games, um, and that honestly hasn't changed because they beat the Vikings. That that that's been my thing the whole time. I actually, um, when the schedule first came out, so they didn't even have the times of uh, the kickoff times yet for the preseason games. So I, I have that first raw schedule printed out i actually had tampa bay winning the first two games i had them winning against minnesota on the road and then at home against the bears but then i have them kind of on a losing streak for a while um as they try to figure things out and pick the pieces back up and i have them winning six games i think that's right now that's fair like 
we saw the Vikings last night against the Eagles. They weren't that good. So maybe the Vikings have fallen off that cliff. Somebody every year, there is a team that made the playoffs the previous season that is going to fall off the cliff, whether in the NFC or the AFC. And right now the Vikings look to be that team. Uh, so I'm not saying that diminishes the win by the Bucks. It was a great win. It was a road win You in, in a hostile environment. They deserve the credit for doing what they did. But that does not change the way I see this team overall. Baker Mayfield is still Baker Mayfield. That has not, he did not morph into Tom Brady. He did not change. <laughs> he's, still, he's still Baker Mayfield. So if he continues to protect the football, maybe they do win seven, eight games. I'm not, I'm not ready to give them nine. I'm not, re- I'm not ready to give them a, a winning season at this moment. But I think right now, six is pretty modest. We're halfway home with our guy, Mr. David Sheely from CBS 10 in Tampa Bay. He's hanging out with us right here on Sports on Chicago, Second City Sports. Sid Lakina hanging out here with you. Now, Dave, let's shift over to your career a little bit. Reading through your bio the, the last couple of days, you worked in Tennessee before you went to Tampa. You cover, of course, the SEC football course. I'll ask you this. Uh, Alabama lost to Texas at home uh, last Saturday. Some people want to throw dirt on them. I think that's premature whether you like them or not. Of course, you have Georgia uh, leading that conference. Uh, How do you see uh, SEC football shaping up at the end of the year? Is it Georgia and Alabama than everybody else, or do you see a a couple of surprise teams uh, making that mark in that conference? Yeah. um, I think the one thing about Alabama, when you look at the film, and I'm actually going to see Alabama tomorrow, they will be playing here in Tampa against South Florida tomorrow. It's the first time, the first time in Saban's coaching career at Alabama that he's going to be coaching the Crimson Tide in a road game against the non-Power 5 team. So, I mean, it's people down here are like, how in the heck did you trick that program to coming here? But whatever, right? Alabama is going to come down here and play South Florida, there's going to be a bunch of crimson in the stadium and it's going to sound like a home game for Alabama anyway. So, okay, whatever. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think the thing about Alabama that is different, is just the attitude. It just feels like there's a different attitude. Uh, That pick six by Kaylee Ringo uh, in in the national championship game a couple years ago, it just it was a it was a paradigm shift in college football. The moment that brother came down with that ball and took it all the way back to put the, to put it away and give Georgia the first national championship in four decades, it was a paradigm shift throughout college football. People said you don't have to go to Alabama to win an Addy anymore. You don't. You can go you can go to Georgia, and then Tennessee beats them, and LSU beats them, mm-hmm. right? And now you're like, okay, wait a minute, I can go to Tennessee because Tennessee was number one in the country. You could see it. You take a look at uh, LSU, and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe I could pull up to to LSU. Mm-hmm. And so you're you are looking at the SEC in a different way. It used to be Alabama, and then everybody else. Alabama's going to play either Georgia or Florida in the SEC title game, and Alabama's probably going to win, and they're going to go to the playoff, and then who knows what happens. Um, it's changed, and I think as of this moment. We don't really know who Georgia is. We know Georgia's good, but we, Georgia ain't played nobody. Right. So we don't know who Georgia is. They're not battle-tested. You you can't play uh, Ball State and be like, yeah, like, yeah, they, they got it. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> you know? So – we don't know. We don't know who they are yet. I think we'll get a very good indication tomorrow afternoon against South Carolina. 
Um, but it, it looks like it's it's Georgia and then everybody else because everybody else has something that you can criticize about them. I think the only team that is kind of like, oh, well, we, we'll see what they can do. I have expectations is Tennessee. Um, and that's because just, just like Georgia, we're not totally sure who they are yet, although they do have a win against Virginia, which is a power five program. Um, they, they were having some struggles against Austin P. They were tied 6-6 close to halftime against Austin P. So you're, you're like, I don't know, because Hendon Hooker and them boys would have had 35 in the first half. Yeah. Joe Milton and them had six. And so you're like, nah, I don't know just yet. So, you know, it, it's for me, Georgia, and then everybody else. How does Texas and Oklahoma, when they come in next year, that, that that's a whole different element to the SEC. How do you think that's going to shake out? <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. You know, I, I can't call it right now. I think the thing about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is they're going to find out not just in football, but in every sport, how the SEC does not play. They don't play around. And any you can, it don't matter. Women's basketball, they don't play around. You've got our tribal chief, Don Staley, in South Carolina right there. You've got the Lady Vols right there. LSU just won the national championship. You know, you're, you're going to find out real quick what SEC women's basketball is about. Same thing with SEC basketball, uh, men's basketball. You're going to find out what, what they're about. SEC baseball is intense with Tennessee and LSU and Florida. You know, mm-hmm. that this is a serious deal. LSU just won the national championship, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at not just football, but the entire conference does not mess around in any sport. And Texas and Oklahoma are going to find out real quick, oh, snap, this is for real. And we really mm-hmm. have to bring it in every facet. And, and to their credit, they ha- like you beat Alabama in football. Oklahoma once again won the national championship in softball. Uh, but you, you do have to look at it from the holistic perspective because if I'm the athletic director at those schools, I'm not thinking just football. I'm thinking we're also taking our other two teams and putting them in this conference. You know, uh, we're putting them into this conference, our other programs into this conference, which is highly competitive, and it's just a different beast. Last moment or two with David Sheely from CBS 10 in Tampa Bay. He's hanging out with us right here on Sega City Sports, the hashtag Football Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. David, uh, speaking of changing the paradigms, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, now head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mr. Deion Sanders, a.k.a. hashtag Coach Prime. Uh, his program, he has still his young men at 2-0 right now. They're going to face Colorado State under the lights tomorrow. Of course, uh, the Colorado State head coach uh, trying to get under his skin, talking about, oh, I talked to my kids with my sunglasses and hat off, and and everybody's taking their shots at Deion Sanders. Give us your thoughts about what uh, Coach Prime has done so far uh, with his program at Colorado. I mean, it, it, it's impressive, right? 2-0 and start, a program that won one game last year. So they've already doubled last year's win total. He completely changed over that roster. He's changed the culture of that program. People are talking about the Colorado Buffaloes right now, which is like for them, whoa, people are talking about Colorado? Yeah, mm-hmm. because of what he's done. That's that's what he brings to that program, the marketing, the swagger, um, everything, the attitude that he's brought. It's all there. And it's very clear that he knows what he's doing when it comes to X's and O's because they wouldn't be 2-0 and o without that. They're not just talking. They're walking the walk along with all the talk. And so if I'm Colorado's coach or Colorado State's coach or Oregon's coach, 
And if I am on their schedule, if I know I have to play the Buffaloes, stop poking the bear. Stop. I'm not talking about Dion. I'm not. I'm telling my guys, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to respect the program uh, for what they've done. Look what they're doing. Hey, what they're doing this year is really impressive. What they're doing uh, should be is noteworthy and it should be commended. And they're doing off. Awesome. But what we do, we're going our and I believe our brand. It's not taking them. It's just sing up guys. You go out and say D enough and should or ain't programming as about Colorado Colorado's you're putting more in the chamber for D how you personal thing. You you're making it personal. And when you make it personal, you give his guys more motivation to beat you down, and they probably were gonna do it anyway. And now you just made it worse for yourself. You know what I mean? It, it's just mm-hmm. like you you just it's like getting tr- getting in trouble at school. So you know you finna get it when you get home. You got trouble yeah. at school. <laughs> but now in the car, uh, on the car ride, now you talking back to your mama in the car. Knowing you finna get it when you get home. You just made it worse for yourself. Stop talking. That's been my <laughs> whole thing. Stop talking about Dion. And kill him with kindness, too, as the old saying is. Uh, <laughs> So, right. yeah, switch gears to the baseball real quick. Of course, you're at the Rays, you know, with the Orioles. They're facing each other this week. You know, the Rays are right yeah. right there. They, they took the opener against them. What do you think their chances are in the playoffs? Whew. Um, man, if you had asked me this question a few months ago, I would have been a lot more positive. The thing about the Rays is they're good. They are. They, they find ways to win. They had a horrible July. July was terrible. Um, yeah. Other than that, they've been good. They were great to start the season. Remember, they were thirteen and zero, so they were they were fantastic to start the season. But um, my expectations they they're missing so much pitching. Mm-hmm. They don't have the starting pitching that that people thought that that rotation that we thought they were going to have. It's not there. They've got Zach Eflin. They've got Tyler Glass now. Who's number three? Aaron Savali. That's not it's not bad, but you would rather have Shane McClanahan, who's been in the All-Star game for the past two years, right? Um, and then offensively, waiting for uh, uh, Jose Siri. You know, he's got the fracture in his hand, so hopefully mm-hmm. he can come back. And he's himself. Not just come back, but can you be yourself at the plate? Mm-hmm. Uh, Manuel Margot is going to have to step up. Uh, a Randy Rosarena is going to have to really be there too. I mean, the, the team goes as he goes. If Randy's good, everybody's good. So that that's kind of been my thing about the Rays, but that, that pitching starting pitching is so important in the playoffs and starting pitching injuries have been the Achilles heel of the Tampa Bay Rays this season. I mean, this has been one of the best worst seasons ever or, or the worst best season ever because mm-hmm. you had the great start. They had the lead a strong lead in the AL East and they lost it. Baltimore has been in first place since sometime in July, maybe something like that. Uh, and then um, now they have a chance to get it back. And if, if they can, that's huge. The Rays really need a buy. They need the buy into the divisional series. They have to get it. If they have to play the wild card round, they might make it out, but they're not going to make it out of the DS. If they make it out of the wild card, they have to get the buy. Yeah, as I was going to mention last year, they were in the wild card series. They lost that tough series to Cleveland then Cleveland uh, mm-hmm. last year. So uh, if, if you're that team, you don't want to have to go through that situation again. David, 
uh, thank you very much for joining us today right here on Sports on Chicago's Second City Sports. Before we spring it, where can people catch you on social media? Yeah, so uh, it's real easy. You can catch me on uh, X, Twitter, whatever they call it, and Instagram oh under the exact same name. It is at Deacon underscore Sheely. So you see my last name there, Sheely, um, at Deacon, D-A-D-E-A-C-O-N underscore Sheely. That is uh, both Twitter and Instagram. You can also catch me on YouTube. I have a gaming channel. That is Five Wars Deke. So you spell out, spell out the number five, and you put Wars and then Deke, D-E-A-C. Uh, right now we are on season seven of a Madden 08 superstar mode so basically i just play a video i play a football video game i'm a free safety right now his name is solomon daniels we're in season seven he's one of the best players ever to exist even though he's fictitious um <laughs> he's been absolutely he's been he's been amazing only player in nfl history with five pick sixes in a season um he's led the he's the current active leader in interceptions and defensive touchdowns so, you know, if you, if you ain't seen it, if you ain't seen it, you're missing out. I'm telling you, we're, we're having so much fun on YouTube with that series. Who needs the Sanders or Devin Hester, who should be in the Hall of Fame? We got, we got this <laughs> character right here. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> High stuff and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Thank no, you so Devin much. Hester, man, he, he was good, man. Devin Hester, was he was somebody special for sure. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, we got Absolutely. to win this the first time here in Chicago. Of course, he came from the University of Miami. Uh, David, thank you yeah. so much once again for joining us today. Uh, great job, my man. Uh, keep up the great work. And it was uh, 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 an honor and a pleasure uh, for us to talk to you. Keep up the great work, as I mentioned. Enjoy the games on Sunday. And let's do this again very soon, okay? Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. You guys be blessed. Uh, you too. You too. Stay safe. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. Uh, all right. So that was CBS 10's David Sheely here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. So let, let, let's stretch for a second for this little stretch right here because we got our picks yes. coming up. Yo, no Christine, but of course we got our picks right here. So a uh, lot to do still. Lakita McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Our NFL Week 2 picks coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. 
bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter, X, and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow McKenna McGee on the Twitter, X, and Kim's going to get the IG. This is our last break of the show for today and for the week. So you better make those last minute questions or comments good. If you if you want to do so, you can by going to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. All right, said of course, you know, our girl Christine so can't be with us, could be with us this week, but you know, we got her picks right here. Uh, you're up you know, by one over her, uh, said you, know, you got eight. Yeah, it was a crazy uh, week, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, she had seven. I'm bringing up the rear with uh, six, but you know, no, not discouraged, not just dis- not discouraged. I mean, look, you know, this is um, very still very early. I'm only a week two, so you know, not not you know, not getting too discouraged. Yeah, you got to pick yeah. up the pace, Lakina. <laughs> Even though I, I want my, of course, I want myself to win, but got to pick up the pace. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Chargers, for that. Whatever, whatever. I'll get to that game after we do our picks. I got a, I got a story about that game in a minute, but let's get okay. to our picks and then we'll get into some other stuff. All right. Okay. Well, we should be getting through this real pretty quick, of course. Okay. Yeah. First game, you know, on the off the bat for noon, you got the Packers and the Falcons. Well, let me get to my schedule if my little Wi-Fi will allow it. Packers uh, and the Packers and the Falcons still be the yes. number one game on Fox, even though it's regional action for that network. Of course, the mm-hmm. Packers uh, coming off an eighteen point win here in Chicago. 
against the Bears last week. Of course, the Falcons get by the Carolina Panthers in their home debut. Bijan Robinson, the rookie running back out of Texas, watch out for him for the Falcons. Of course, Jordan Love wasn't great, but he didn't have to be. Lakini, he did just enough to get the Packers to win at Soldier Field last week. The Falcons are a point and a half favorite. This is really we have really a lot of toss up games this week, Lakina. We really, really do. Is. Yeah, there really are. But uh, I, I may hate myself in the morning, but I'm going with Atlanta. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, also, too, Christine, make sure I don't forget. Let me see if I can. Find... Oh, she has a pack. She has the Packers. So hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, this is another one of those toss up games, like you said, Sid. I mean, this is going to get one. This is this this is my plenty of. Uh, I mean, a lot could happen, I guess, because they're at home. I'll pick the Falcons. But, yeah, again, watch Jordan Love did what he did against the Bears last week. So, right. you know, <laughs> good Lord. But, uh, yeah, but I'll pick the Falcons, like, I guess, because they're at home. Uh, Raiders and Bills. You know, of course, you know, the Raiders coming off that win against you know, Denver, traveling cross country against Buffalo. Buffalo cut off a short week with that, you know, loss to the Jets. I I think this is a get right game. Of course, look, Josh Allen, you know, three interceptions. I mean, and a few fumbles. You mean, come on now, Josh Allen. You're making yourself a mm-hmm. little look a little silly here. You're looking like Cutler, dare I say. So uh, you better you better <laughs> get together. Oh, I don't know what that oh ooh, ooh, okay. I don't know what that oh sorry. That's my end. Sorry about that. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm picking the Bills. They're at home. I think this is a get right game for them. Yeah, the Raiders barely escaped Denver last week with a one-point win. As you mentioned, Buffalo shot themselves in the foot uh, even after Aaron Rodgers' injury by uh, Buffalo Bills defensive end, Linda Floyd, former Bear, by the way. But I think that you're right. This is a get-right game for the Buffalo Bills. They are eight-point favorites at home. I think DeMar Hamlin, don't forget, he's going to get a big hand. He was a healthy scratch mm-hmm. last week. Will he play on Sunday? I'm not sure. But he's going to get a big hand from the from the home crowd regardless. Is Buffalo's home open, and I expect the Bills to win. Our girl Christine has uh, the Raiders. She said the you know, the Bills couldn't beat Jets beat the Jets after Rogers got hurt. So that's her mindset for uh, picking the Raiders. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah, but you know we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, but yeah, you can never know. But uh, all right, the third game up is my little thing here from NFL. Oh, here we go. Uh, AFC North battle here. You got the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens dominated the Houston Texans at home last week, as we expected. Lamar Jackson uh, didn't look the best, but he looked well enough to uh, to help Baltimore pull out the win. Of course, J.K. Dimes, their running back, is out for the year. Of course, Gus Edwards and crew will have to do it by collective effort to establish the running game. Cincinnati looked like crap last week. A small part of it was because of the, of the weather in Cleveland, but the other part of it was Joe Burrow still recovering from that calf injury. Uh, he, he missed the whole preseason because of it. You could tell their timing was off. I'm talking about him and Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, last week. Uh, there was no running game there for Cincinnati either. They're at home. Uh, they're going to be juiced in front of that sold-out crowd. Cincinnati's better than that. I exp- it's going to be a dog fight. I know this is a rematch of last year's wild card game where Cincinnati barely escaped. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I have Cincinnati winning this one. Cincinnati's an even three-point favorite at home. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know that uh, the Ravens have a lot of injuries. I know they've had, like, you know, Marlon Humphreys out. We know about uh, Jacob Dallas. He's going to be out. There, he's out the rest of the year. But I, I kind of feel like, you know, it, I know, yes, Yo Burrow didn't play. 
um, you know, the preseason, but there's, there still shouldn't be an excuse. I know you didn't practice a lot either, but that really shouldn't be any excuse. So, but I feel like the Ravens are on a mission. They're, they always have that next man up mentality. And I think they're going to play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That old line, uh, line of Collins, he's out for the year. So that does not help the Bengals. So I'm, yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. I mean, I feel like the Ravens mm-hmm. want that revenge for, uh, for, uh, that, uh, that playoff, uh, game last year. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to take it out on, you know, that old line. So uh, I, I think the Ravens will have this one. And so is Christine. She also agrees. So I should be, there should be, look, it might be like a nine, six, you know, 10, seven, of course, as it usually is between these two teams, these AFC North. So really shouldn't be <laughs> too much. Uh, next up here, you got the Seahawks and the Lions and, uh, Look at the Lions. You look at that big win against Kansas City. They got ten days off, kind of you know celebrate and whatnot. Dan Campbell have his guys ready. Seattle is he? I think I guess you know it's been starting to come back to earth a little bit. So because of that reason, because they're at home, I'm uh, picking the Lions. You know they had ten days off to kind of uh, you know to celebrate that uh, that win against the Chiefs. So I think they're gonna you know take it out on the Seahawks. Well, actually, you know, lay, lay it on the Seahawks, I should say. Uh, the Lions are four and a half point favorites. This is going to be their 2023 opener. That crowd is going to be rocking at downtown Detroit at Ford Field. Remember, Seattle came in there and banged around Detroit last yeah. year. Of course, that game turned out to be the difference with Seattle making the playoffs and the Lions uh, and not making yeah. it. So the, the Lions players who were on their team last year, they're going to be reminded of how Seattle basically entered their season last year, even though that game was around this time a year ago. They, they came down to that tiebreaker. But Regardless of that, Lakina, I agree with you. I think Seattle will play a little bit better because they were stunned at home last week against the Rams, uh, losing in, in ugly fashion. But I think the Lions are on a mission. Dan Campbell, as you mentioned, he'll have his guys focus. I'm going with Detroit. Yeah, they want that revenge from last year. That's another reason why I'm picking uh, Detroit. So, uh, yeah, that might be an ugly one there. Uh, interesting one here in the AFC South. You got the Colts and the Texans. I mean, I know the Texans, you know, they gave the Ravens all they could handle. They kept they hung in there for a little bit. You know, the Colts were actually pretty good against the Jags and were for a couple of, you know, questionable uh, plays. Um, you know, again, this this could be one of those ugly games, uh, another one of these toss-up games, especially in the division. I'll pick the Colts, and so is Christine. She has the Colts as well. The Texans are one-point favorites at home. Both teams are 0-1-1, as you mentioned. I, I want to go with the Houston Texans here, but I got to see more on offense before I start to take them seriously. I know, as we said before, they had the defense. We saw that last year when they were worse than this. But I know D'Amico Ryans has an uphill battle, but I think, like I said, I think his team is going to get better as the year goes on, along with rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. But I liked what I saw with Anthony Richardson last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he's going to be introduced to a better defense than the Houston Texans, but mm-hmm. I see this is really tough. It's really tough. I can see Houston winning. <laughs> I can see the Colts escaping. Now, I think this is going to be your 15 to 10 game, your 12 mm-hmm. to 6 game, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> this could be one of those games, too. Yeah. I'm going with the Colts. I'm going with the, the Colts, Colts. So it's going to be a clean sweep. I would not be surprised if Houston won it. Well, no, I wouldn't either. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it's one, like I said, you know, the, it's basically a pick them. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts. Uh, okay. So, okay. So, sweep of the Colts there. Uh, Chiefs and Jags, an interesting one here. Uh, of course, Chris Chris Jones, of course, has now uh, got his, well, he doesn't have his bag, but he does have his bag for this season. So, this is going to be an improvement mm-hmm. game. And, of course, both, uh, and uh, he and uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, will be playing as well. 
they're going to want to get that taste out of their mouth against the Lions. The Jags are, you know, this is sort of like one of those big, you know, tests for them to see how good they are and how far they, you know, they come. I know that that place in the Jacksonville is going to be rocking. Uh, I'll, I'll pick the Chiefs, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags pulled off the uh, quote unquote upsets. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are three and a half point favorites on the road. I know many people want to have the want to push the Chiefs off the cliff, especially after what happened a week or so ago against the Detroit Lions to open up the season at home. Lakina, I want to pick Jacksonville. I really do. I think uh, they're really coming on strong. They're trying to build off, off of what happened last year. Remember last year, they lost to the Chiefs both. Uh, to the Chiefs both times. I'm talking about Jacksonville, but they were close games. Of course, what happened in the playoffs last year, they injured Patrick Mahomes' ankle, but it didn't matter as Kansas City went on to win that game. Of course, winning the whole damn Super Bowl. But I think this is going to be a, a tough physical game. Can Kansas City survive it? I don't know. I think they're going to have problems early because remember, Chris Jones, yeah, he's in shape, but not in football shape. Travis Kelsey, I think he's going to be fine, but it's going to take him a minute to get uh, back into rhythm. So, I think it's going to be closer than what people expect. I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going with Kansas City, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville uh, wins this game either because if Jacksonville wins this game, this really uh, gives a, a big statement about their team, not just for them, but for the rest of the AFC. And they're gonna and the Bears got to face them in a bad mood too. So, uh, yeah. so uh, <laughs> if you're the Bears, you better be cheering for the, the Chiefs to win this game against the Giants. You know, of course, Christine has the Chiefs as well. The she, uh, uh, Christine has the Chiefs, and she said the same thing you did said about the look. She wouldn't be surprised if the Jags uh, pull off the uh, quote unquote upset. So none of us mm-hmm. will be really big shockers here. Um, next up, you have the Chargers and the Titans. You start this one for us, please. Uh, unlike you with the San Diego uh, Superchargers, or oh, we call them the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles on this show. <laughs> the Chargers, uh, they wet the bed in the fourth quarter against Miami last week in a high-scoring affair. Of course, the Titans, they shot themselves in the foot with turnovers uh, at New Orleans last week. Both teams are 0-1. The Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with the Chargers, Lakina. The Chargers are a better team. But as we've seen over the years, the Titans, uh, no-name defense, they have some playmakers. And if Justin Herbert uh, decides to pull a Baker Mayfield and turn the ball over a lot, uh, it's going to be hell to pay for the Chargers. You're talking about a team that cannot afford to sorrow into, that's the Chargers. So I'm picking the, the Los Angeles Chargers. They better win this game. They're the better team. And DeAndre Hopkins, I know his status is up in the air for Sunday mm-hmm. uh, as far as him playing for the Titans. So. I'm going with the Chargers. They're the better team, but if they don't win this, they're really in trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, I, jeez, I, I have, I need Herbert to do, do well. I mean, I had a uh, got on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping he does well against that Titans defense. We know that they're we we, we talked about with a girl Kelly Anderson, you know, when we did the ASC South preview. I mean, the Titans mm-hmm. are actually good, you know, got you know, good a good defense with a bunch of no names for the most part, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping. That they can, you know, kind of, you know, they're not in a good mode. Talk about the Chargers are after that loss against my against Miami at home. I'm picking the Chargers too. I hope I don't look like an idiot afterwards. I might, <laughs> I don't know. but uh, yeah, I know Austin is going to be out. You know, he's banged up. I know uh, Mike Wills is banged up as well for the Chargers. But I think they're going to do. I think that defense is going to just enough to slow down Derrick Henry and that offense. I think they're going to do the offense just enough. I mean, this could be a slugfest, but I think I'm picking the Chargers. So is Christine. She has the Chargers as well. All right. Oops, sorry. Oops, that's me, folks. Sorry. Um, okay, we start with the with our 3 o'clock games here. You got the Giants and the Cardinals. But I think we could just skip this one and just say the Giants, 
I mean, the Cardinals are take the Cardinals are tanking, so there's really no sense. Of, yeah. you know, the, that's basically it. You know, the Giants. You know that that you know that game. I guess you know, the Cowboys. They they can't play worse than that, can they? But I don't think they they will against the Cardinals. So this is probably my lock. If I do locks, I mean, this is probably my lock for this week. I'm gonna pick the Giants in a in a bounce back, the ultimate bounce back game for them. Yeah, Giants. All right, hold on. I think let me let me double check. I think Christine Scott Giants is. Or uh, let me see. Let me get see. Let me see. Give me a minute here, folks. We're doing this live. I know she's. Yep, she had the Giants as well. So uh, <laughs> we all got the Giants. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, I know Jesus. Uh, there's here in the NFC West. You know, they got the 49ers and the Rams. You know, we know these two teams play uh, very good games. So, uh, so you start this one. I know the Rams gave the 49ers trouble early last season before the wheels came off for the Rams. And like you said, that they, they, that was a classic game a couple of years ago in the NFC Championship game. The 49ers uh, blew out Pittsburgh last week on the road. Of course, the Rams shot everybody by beating Seattle on the road in the hostile environment uh, last week. But I think the Rams will come down to earth in their home opener at SoFi Stadium. The 49ers had a better team there on the mission. Barb Purdy doesn't have to do too much. Uh, hopefully, Devo Samuel will, uh, will have a little bit more production on offense. P.S. I have him on my fantasy team. And I have the 49ers defense on my fantasy team, too. So hopefully they'll get after Matthew Stafford and company. So unlike Seattle, what they did last week. So right. the Rams are seven-point underdogs. I'm taking the 49ers. I'm taking the points. Uh, we don't do points right on the show. So I'm taking the 49ers to win outright. Yeah, I mean, this, these two teams always play, you know, interesting and classic games. So we saw, you know, last year, of course, especially in the, in the playoffs as well. So... <clears throat> Uh, look, I, look, I know the um, the the Rams. I know Puka. I, I forgot the guy's last name already. Uh, for the Rams, though, he's gonna be he didn't practice a lot this week, so he might be doubtful. I think the 49ers are on a mission. I, I think look that they 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 felt they left, they left a lot of points on the board against the Steelers last week. I'm gonna pick the 49ers, but you know, then again, you never know. And with these two teams play each other, so, <laughs> but I think, but you know, this could be a slug again, another slug vest. So, I, but I think the 49ers will play. Will, will play. Will. will you know, pull away either for me to say late. And uh, of course, uh, Christine said to say this. She said this is going to be her, this is her game of the week. So, uh, should be a fun as it usually is between these two teams. Who did uh, she pick? She with the 49ers. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right. This is CBS. Remember, CBS has a double header this week, folks. You know, this is a game of the week. Well, maybe not anymore with uh, Aaron Rodgers' in, in, injury. Uh, the Jets and Cowboys. I didn't even get to see the chance to see Aaron Rodgers play for the get a snap. I mean, <laughs> by the time I by the time I watched that game against the um, you know, by by the time they won't you know that game against the Bills, he was already hurt. So I'm like, wait, what what happened? And of course, I gotta go through social media and whatnot. But uh, I know the Cowboys. You know, I mean, I don't think they're gonna beat the Jets by like you know 30 points. Like they're not gonna shut them out. But I, I feel like the, the the you know the Jets. You know, Zach Wilson. I know that defense is gonna be very still very good. I uh, I'll say the Cowboys since they're at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets pull off the quote-unquote upset without even without Aaron Rodgers. No, the Jets going to have everything go right for them to uh, beat the Dallas Cowboys. I'm with you. I'm not saying that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win by 30. I don't think that's going to happen either. But the Cowboys didn't did not need Dak Prescott to be his best self last week. I think he needs to step it up a little bit this week. I know the Jets' defense are they're a little bit better than the Giants' defense. 
But the Giants, sorry, the Giants, the Jets going to have to run the football with Brees Hall, who looked great last week, and Dalvin Cook, who I have on my fantasy team. Give him an end zone at least once, please. But the Jets going to have to rely on that uh, heavily on their running game, take that pressure off of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, he cannot turn the ball over. If he does that, the Jets will have a great chance to pull off the upset. But Dallas is the better team here. Dallas is favored by nine. I, don't, I think they'll beat him by more than nine. But like you said, looking, I don't think it's going to be another 30, 40 point blowout. So I'm mm-hmm. going with Dallas. And Christina agrees. She says the same thing. She says she's with the Cowboys as well. So uh, should be interesting to be a matchup between these two uh, squads. And uh, our boy Spiro Diaz for CBS is going to have this other, the other game of that 325, say for uh, CBS. You got the Commanders and the Broncos. So hmm, you start this one, Sid. The Denver Broncos are three and a half point favorite at home. I think Sean Payton will have a better idea about what what Russell Wilson can do. Hopefully, he'll have a better running game. Uh, Washington, they did what they had to do. Although Arizona gave them a scare in their home opener last week, because the Broncos are are the better team slightly, and they do well at home in September. Even though what happened last week was a thud, I'm going with Denver. And uh, this this definitely could be an ugly close one. Oh, yeah, I mean, another one of those ugly, close, close games, right? I mean, yes. Denver, yeah, I mean, look, Denver and the Commanders, I mean, I know the Commanders, they got a lot of little spring this stuff, they got new ownership and such, so mm-hmm. they, they're playing with a little bit of a, a little bit of a kind of like a little bit more up to them, so uh, yeah, I, I I think that this is going to be a very interesting game, and should be an intriguing game, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos since they're at home, I, I, I think I, I just don't know what's going to go on with the, with the, especially with the altitude too. I know a lot of those guys, you know, for the commanders probably have not played in that altitude before. So that could, this could be this, you know, a chance where, you know, Sean played will lose if they lose, if the Broncos lose this game. So I picked the Broncos and so is Christine. She was the Broncos as well. And uh, hold on, let me, you know, let me get the thing here. The Sunday night game period should be an interesting one here in the AFC East. You got the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, I really like the Patriots, how they looked last week. You know, they kind of started a little bit slow. You know, they, they almost mm-hmm. won that game against the Eagles. The Dolphins, you know, coming off that game, uh, you know, upsetting uh, the Chargers. This could be one of those little really close games. So, but I'm picking the Dolphins. Sure, I'll, I'll be a believer in Tua. Sure, I'll pick the Dolphins. <laughs> I know they've done well up there in New England over the last couple of years since Tom Brady's no longer there. Like you said, New England was very impressive, especially in that second half against Philadelphia last week. Philadelphia took that get pedal off the foot off the gas pedal, nearly got caught. But Mac Jones going to have to play better, Lakina. He's just going to have to. As as I mentioned before, that Patriots defense is young and hungry defense. They can run the ball with Demondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, and I think it's going to be close from here on out. I I guarantee this. Miami is not going to score thirty points in Foxborough. I I guarantee you that. Even though Tyreek Hill's on my fantasy team. But with that being said, the Dolphins are three-point favorites on the road. This is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going with New England at home. I cannot oh, okay. see Bill Belichick being embarrassed at home two weeks in a row. Yeah, that yeah yeah that might be a little extra incentive for that. But uh, yeah, and but you know, uh, uh, Christine is disagree. She got she has the Dolphins, so you know we'll see. Like I said, I would be surprised if the Patriots uh, pull it out at home. Um, you know, the first of two Monday night games this week, you know, this was going to be on ESPN. No Manning cast this week. So sorry, Sid, for all everyone that loves oh. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, Saints and Panthers. Uh, I mean, look, the Panthers actually looked, looked okay. I mean, even though you know, they, they lost last week, the Saints, you know, needed, you know, they got, you know, it was a slip between them and the Titans. 
The Saints are just slightly better in the NFC South than the Ferris there. So I'm picking the Saints, I guess, because, you know, they're on the road, but I'm picking the Saints. Sure, why not? I'm going with the Saints as well, even though they're three-point road favorites. Of course, Carolina, uh, they have, they're going through a rebuild right now with Bryce Young, who I think is going to get better as the year goes on. Uh, New Orleans, I know they're missing Alvin Kamara for the first couple of games. I think he's going to miss two more games before he makes his yep. return. Uh, so, but that Saints offense is going to have to play much better because they got away with it last week against Tennessee because Tennessee tripped over themselves. So uh, Saints going to have to play better, uh, especially offensively. They're going to bring it defensively with Cam Jordan and LaShawn Lattimore, who had a good game last week. So I'll go with New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, Christina Grease, she also has New Orleans. So uh, you know, sweep there. Uh, the second game, well, the second Monday night game, we overlap. This will be on ABC and stream on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, Joe Buck and Troy will be doing this game. Uh, at AFC North, you got Broncos and Steelers. You start this one, Sid. Of course, Cleveland's coming up that upset win against Cincinnati at home last week uh, with the 20-point blowout. Of course, the Steelers, Steelers were embarrassed at home by the 49ers. Something gives here because, it's uh, like you said, it's a division matchup. I just cannot see the Steelers going over to Lakina. I just cannot. Like I said, it's a division game. I know Cleveland played much better last week, but they're going into a hostile environment. You know, Mike Tomlin will have his team ready. Uh, Kenny Pickens is going to have to play better. They're going to have to run the ball better with Najee Harris as well. So get your playmakers involved. I think it's going to be another physical game between these two teams. I see Pittsburgh coming out of there uh, winning by a field goal. Cleveland's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, uh, I know Cam Hayward's going to be out for a bit, so uh, that might... That's going to be huge, but... That's going to be huge, but at the same time, though, I, I think that offense for Cleveland, you know, do you really trust them? And, well, well, I know, I look, I know they played well last week against the Bengals, but I kind of wonder, like, was it because, you know, Joe Burrow was very rusty, and I, you know, like you said, I know Highsfield's going to be rocking, I know that... Um, Mike Tom's going to make sure those guys do not lose two in a row at home. So I'm picking the Steelers as well as so is Christine. She also picks the Steelers. So we're well, we know why she's picking Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, yeah, well, of course. Yeah, well, well obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, look back on the table. You guys don't know why she's picking the Steelers. But uh, all right. But uh, last but not least, the beloved Bears as they go at Tampa. Uh, Sid, you start this one for us, please. Tampa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Bears scores were they were embarrassed at home last week. Uh, Dan Hampton uh, called Eddie Jackson a clown after looking at the all-22 tape. Jerry Payton, our guy, friend of the uh, show uh, from WGN, uh, he said something about the whole Bears team regarding Chase Claypool and the rest of that team. With their lack of effort last week, I know everybody uh, in Chicago is on the Bears, and rightfully so. I think the Bears will play better, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Baker Mayfield, if he can hang on to that football, that like we we talked about in our last segment with David Sheely from CBS 10 in Tampa, uh, it's going to be another tough day for the Chicago Bears. I think that Justin Fields may have a rough day, uh, as we mentioned in the interview. Um, he's going to see a whole lot of blitzes. Uh, I want to see how he talking about Justin Fields' response. They got to run the ball better, and you got to find a way to get DJ Moore some more targets, put him in motion, have him in a slot, something because they game plan last week by Bears offensive coordinator Lou Getzey was garbage. I hope we will never see that again uh, because this Tampa Bay defense, it, even though we said Green Bay's defense was good last week, this Tampa Bay defense is better. All of them didn't leave with Tom Brady after last right. season, folks. So some exactly. of them are still there. So. Uh, if you, to take pressure off of Justin Fields, you must run the ball with your committee. 
and get DJ Moore some more targets. With that being said, and the Bears will be wearing their orange helmets and jerseys, by the way, I don't know if that's going to help, but regardless of the fact, I have Tampa Bay winning by a field goal. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very close game. It's not like the last time these two teams played, whereas, you know, Bray, I think, I think what, Tom Bray, I think, threw for like five or six touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, they saw a lot of Vida Vila. And I remember, like you said, said a lot of those core guys, you know, Levante, David, Levati, uh, Vida Vila, Shaq Barrett. I mean, a lot of those guys are still there. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they're, you know, both going to be blitzing like there's nobody's business in the old poor. Justin Fields is going to have whiplash. It's going to be close. It could be one of those like last team with the ball wins. But I, I mean, I, I don't trust the Bears. I think the Bears will show a better effort, but I think the Bucks are. This might be the last game, you know, the, the last window the Bucks will have for a while because it gets tougher for them after that. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick. I would pick the Bucks, and uh, our girl Christine also has the Bucks as well. As she even says, same old, same old. You know, so <laughs> you know, you know that that's look. I mean, look, look, the Bears somehow pull off, uh, pull it off. I mean, pull it out. I mean, look, I won't be shocked, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna do it this week. I just don't think see it happening. Yeah, so those are our week two NFL picks. Check back in with us next week to see how we did as we get you set for week number three from the National Football League. We have a few, a couple minutes off the kitchen as you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, hashtag Football Friday. Uh, Sid Lakina here with you on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, how did you do in your fantasy league last week? I did pretty well. I mean, I, I won, you know, my, my league. I know I got a nice little showing from uh, Stefan Diggs and Garrett Wilson, like I said, on Monday. So I uh, did pretty well. Yeah, I did pretty well. So uh, I think I'm looking pretty good this week, too. So we'll, we'll see. Your boy got 49 points from Tyreek Hill in, right, uh, nice. uh, because in our award media league. Uh, uh, I went up against our guy, Tony Gill. We're going to get him on his program some uh, at some point down the road from NBC Sports Chicago in the ringer on the football full goal podcast with Jason Goff. He's doing a, a great job over there as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was facing Tony Gill last week, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. he had Kirk Cousins and, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, he was leading a, a, above me, but uh-huh. I had Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he gave me oh 49 points. I had the 49ers defense. Oh, your boy was rolling. So I I, I ended up beating uh, beating Tony last week. And, of course, last, last night I had uh, the kicker, Jake Elliott, from the Eagles. Yeah. And, of course, I'm facing Kenneth Davis, who's the host of the Under Center podcast from NBC, NBC Sports Chicago. You can watch it on YouTube at NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch him on Wednesdays live on TV on NBC Sports Chicago at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. But right now – Davis is leading me 30 to 11. Of course, he had Devontae Smith last night, who had a hell of a game yeah. against Minnesota. Uh, four catches for a 131 and a touchdown. Of course, I, I had the Philadelphia's kicker, Jake Elliott, who gave me 11 points, including a 61 yard field goal. Your boy was happy. So, oh, yeah, I know. Happens with that. Yeah, I got a couple extra points because of the distance. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, look, you know, the fantasy. I know that, you know, uh, let me see. Uh, Gonna be very interesting with some of these matchups. A lot of these are toss-up matches, so it might be some high scores here for all you guys fantasy nuts. So, uh, yeah, it could be interesting. Uh, what happens this week? So, uh, yeah, I'm in for a pretty. Uh, I think I, I think I'm facing the uh, the guy I'm facing. I think he has. I think he has. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me uh, put up real quick. But you know, this is gonna be very interesting. Like like I said, I mean, with all the uh, all the toss-up uh, games that we have this week, so uh, mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting with some of these matchups. So. Uh, Looking forward to a lot of these, and we'll, we'll see how uh, it, it goes. But uh, I know uh, 
we didn't, you know, like I said, I mean, I got I got four points from uh, Alexander Madsen uh, last week, who was a uh, who had this, uh, the subject of some uh, race, terrible racial uh, threats online. Uh, hello, Philadelphia, or all you Minnesota fans. I mean, look, yo, be be a little bit classy there. Don't look like idiots, but uh, whatever. But uh, this is dumb. Know, yeah, I know, right? You know, the guy I'm facing has Daniel Jones, so I'm sure he'll see. We'll have a he'll, we'll see if he has a bounce back a uh, week this week. But uh, yeah, I guess Urzo, he might have a big show in there, so I might lose because of that. But uh, we'll see. It should be interesting there now. Uh, uh, basketball, real quick, uh, Sid. I know we were ready to talk about this. Of course, the U.S. men uh, lost uh, to Canada in the FIBA uh, championship, the bronze game, bronze medal game. And unfortunately, of course, they're uh, they didn't uh, take home a medal. Uh, but you know, guys like Anthony Davis, LeBron, Steph, and I think even Clay Thompson too said that they would love to play in the Olympics next year. So, what what do you think, real quick? If all of them are healthy throughout this upcoming season, they they should do it because, like, I think we talked about this on our last show or last sometime last week. Uh, this will be the last hurrah for LeBron for the older guys like, like LeBron James and Steph Curry, and if Kevin Durant, who played in the last Olympics a couple of years ago, should he? Uh, be interested in joining. He'll be the last hurrah for him as well. So like we said before, like, you know, with that FIBA basketball cup, like I said, have those guys, maybe one or two guys will be uh, chosen to play on this team coming up next summer. But uh, I'm not worried about that. Uh, the bigger prize is the gold medal. With all the superstars there, they want to participate and to play in these games. Uh, they'll do it. So I, I don't have a problem with that. Let's uh, say so maybe Anthony Edwards, from this team, from the FIBA team, will be on the team. But outside of that, uh, uh, no one else is going to go. They'll all be second or third string uh, backups and should somebody go down. I want to ask you real quick regarding the Chicago Bulls. Remember, Zach Levine playing in the last Olympics. I'm not saying he should be on this team now. I, I gave the damn question away. But do you, do you think he should be on standby just in case a player like Anthony Edwards or Clay Thompson gets injured or they decide to back out in the last minute? Yeah, I think he should. I think, look, he was a he was actually a really good contributor in that gold medal game. So, uh, I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he should definitely be. A, uh, I think DeMar DeRozan, I think he did play a couple of Olympics before. So, I don't know if he'll be wanting, he'll want to uh, play the, again this year. But, uh, I know, P, I know Patrick Williams was in that, uh, part of that, like, you know, fourth string, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, backup. But, uh, yeah, I think he should. I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's gonna be a whole lot of you know guys. I think like, he should be on. There. I know Io might take a little bit of a sniff of it too as well. So uh, yeah, I mean a lot of those guys could be on standby just in case one of those guys go down. I don't know if Devin Book is gonna play, but if he says yes, would you put him in there right away? I would. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, if he wants to play, yeah, let him play. So uh, should be interesting. And also too, you got Connor Bedard. First look at him and on the black costume for they're practicing right now as we speak. You know, training can't starts in a couple of weeks, so uh, should yeah. be interesting there. Yeah, new era and with the Blackhawks. Yeah, they're gonna air the prospects games live on their website at blackhawks.com, so you can get to see Connor Bedard and all the other young players facing off against each other. So uh, that should be fun. I know we're really up against the Lakina, but I want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do it on air, but a couple of weeks ago, our guy Josh Joshua M. Hicks, who covers the Bulls for the Bigs Media and War Media, he was on the CHGO Bulls podcast with Matt Peck yeah. and Dave, Big Big Dave Watson. Both of the guys are friends of the show. We'll have him on during the NBA season. Uh, Josh gave us a shout out uh, during that episode, along with uh, with Dave and Matt. Uh, they're of course they're awesome guys, and like yes. I said, uh, we've been hanging out with them for for years. You know. Uh, during this show 
And hopefully we can appear on that show at some point. And also, too, Josh Hicks was on the last of the latest episode of the Bulls Talk podcast Bulls on Talk NBC podcast, Sports yeah. Chicago as part of a panel with Tony Gill. And Tony Gill hosted that episode. If you guys missed that, uh, you can download the Bulls Sorry, Talk podcast from NBC Sports Chicago, wherever you get your podcast or decide to watch it on YouTube. Just uh, type in NBC Sports Chicago Bulls Talk and the latest episode will feature Tony Gill and, of course, Joshua M. Hicks from the Bigs Media. Look at look at our look at our, our, our you know, little bro Josh, you know, being you know, they'll go in big places. So uh, yeah, yes. we'll, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get we'll sure we'll have all those guys. We'll have all those guys as the basketball season gets closer. So uh, yes. yeah, can't yeah, wait. So it should be a lot of fun there. With that said, on that you know, let's end on that high. Said uh, you follow yes. me, Tina McGee on the Twitter X at Kills Grimm on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter. X in the IG SK80. Once again, SK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W A R R Media P O D C A S T S. We are on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. And make sure you give War Media a follow at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'd like to thank Mr. David Sheely from CBS 10 and Tampa Bay WTSP Television. He hopped on with us to talk Buccaneers uh, as they had their home run over and against our Chicago Bears coming up on Sunday. You can watch that game on Fox, that's at noon on Sunday, Chicago, uh, PM Chicago time. And Lakina, it, it should be interesting, like you said, but I think the Bears are going to have another tough game on their hands. Yeah, I know everyone says it could be a game right game, but uh, yeah, I think you guys are forgetting that, uh, especially that defense. I mean, that Tampa Bay defense is going to be gunning for uh, Justin, mm-hmm. so uh, he might be running for his life a lot uh, in that game. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And of course, if you guys want to watch uh, the WNBA playoffs, of course, you got. Game two of um, Sky as they host the Aces. They need to win this game or to force a game three. Mm-hmm. I, if you saw what happened the first game, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> right. You can check it out on Sunday. I think it's going to be on ABC7. I'm not, oh, and uh, oh, speaking of ABC7, a special shout-out to uh, Jim Rose. Uh, he's going to be retiring after this broadcast. I mean, this will, this will probably be up on war after you know, the broadcast are over, but want to mm-hmm. give a little shout out to him about the, uh, you know, Jim Rose after yes. 41 years. Uh, I remember, um, yeah, I remember when he said he did an interview on the, the Sun Times. He said that when he first came here, you didn't see a lot of uh sports cats, especially the big cities that look like us. So he mm-hmm. was one of the guys who won the trailblazers for them. So, uh, you know, congrats on a great 41 year career, Mr. Jim Rose. Yes, a salute to Mr. Rose uh, for for a great 40-plus year career at ABC7 Chicago WLS-TV. Don't forget, you can catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. One more time, you can catch Second City Sports live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. And, of course, you can catch Sports on Chicago anytime, anywhere on Roku TV, you're real quick. Uh, of course, you know, if you got your Roku on your, your whatever device you got, you know, on the App Store, type in Sports of Chicago. You can catch our show, Sean and Maya, the Smoke Fellas. And uh, of course, What's Up, Cuz? And all the great programming as well. You can catch it, you know, catch the rebroadcast of our show anytime, anywhere. Yes. All right. 
All right. Now, Gordon, Take us home. Enjoy, all right. Enjoy all the great sports. You know, foot, we have football, uh, baseball, uh, WWE playoffs, soccer, uh, the international soccer is back. So, uh, you know, so a lot, there's a lot of sports to watch. So, uh, you know, stay warm out there. I know there's a, you know, of course, with Hurricane Lee coming up, you know, you guys stay safe out there in the Northeast, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the coastal areas, you know, it's going to be, Gonna be a lot of winds and a little, a little bit of rain. So, guys, please be careful there. Be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Let's go, Coach Prime. Holla, <laughs> brother.